0: There's only one place I would have ever heard this song. I don't even know who this is. I would have just been what? like, oh, yeah. We'll tell you at the end if you don't already know what the theme is. What, who is this? I don't know who this song is.
1: This is pink. This is old school pink. Oh. Yes. That's why I was like, what? I have
0: no idea. I, I've only heard this song uh. in the context of this movie.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Of, Which of the, the, of the theme
0: about. that we're yeah, that right. playing to. The
1: theme of the day. Yes. Um,
0: perception. More important than reality in college football, and it gets a little annoying when you are the conference that's perceived to be not as good as the others, right? Um, It's got to be very frustrating for teams in the Atlantic Division of the ACC right now, where there may be—how many teams are in Division? Seven each? There are really good teams in the Atlantic Division. Syracuse being a surprise this year. NC State and Wake Forest, looking about like what we expected of them. Maybe there was hope that NC State would be even better than they kind of have shown. Clemson, obviously, is good. Florida State is good. Louisville doesn't look terrible, though they're not being considered good right now. I'm forgetting somebody from the division. But regardless, it's a good division. But this week's Top 25 poll is just the latest example of where things get screwy. And I forgot to grab... I forgot to say who sent this tweet, because I like to give people credit to it, but it spoke to it perfectly. FSU and LSU played each other. FSU won. They both have one loss. Florida State just lost to number 15, Wake Forest. If I didn't say Wake Forest, but I just said Florida State lost to the number 15 team in the country, you'd be like, oh, well, where where were they? They were like 23rd or 24th in the country. We're losing to 15... That shouldn't hurt you too bad, right? Auburn, unranked, is who LSU just beat, and they have now moved into the top 25. So LSU is ranked with their one loss to Auburn, who is unranked. FSU, unranked, even though they beat LSU, and their only loss is to Wake Forest. And it's only because people said FSU lost to Wake Forest. That's a bad loss. Right. Not everyone, Joe Giglio didn't do that in his vote, I know. People around here probably did not. But there are a lot of people who are like, "Ah, I I don't believe Wake Forest could be 15. That's a bad loss. And it matters in college football in a way that maybe it doesn't in any other sport. Outside of, and this is kind of what I like to get to, people like to debate on uh, what things are sports and what aren't sports, Right. Is golf a sport? Oh, they, you know, they're, you're just walking, right? Is, is NASCAR a sport because you're driving? To me, I def- I, I, I'm not going to get into the labels of what's, what is a sport or is not a sport, but I'm more drawn to things that, regardless of if the refs make a mistake, regardless of, you know, wh- how things play out or whatever, if in theory the winner is determined by the play on the field, right? One tennis player beats the other. They're the winner. One golfer finishes with the best score. They're the winner. One team scores more points than the other than the winner. They're the winner. I have less interest in sports. A lot of them think Winter Olympic or Olymp- Olympic. I have nothing against gymnastics. I have nothing against figure skating. I am blown away by the athleticism. Um, and this is kind of true in boxing, too, because boxing is kind of both, right? Like, you can knock the other guy out, but if you don't, then it goes down to judges. Yeah. And, like, anytime you get to judges, it's like, well, wh- h- how do we know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do we know? Like, mm-hmm. well, how do we know? Now, in sports like diving and gymnastics, they've tried to make it more of an objective thing that mm-hmm. the judges do. Like, well, if they attempt this, you have to give them this many points. Right. Or you can only, you know, they try and make it so it's less subjective, but it's still just the judges, right? Yeah. And so you don't know. And and certainly we've seen times where, it, you know, it seems like the person from this country is all, you know, voting against people from that country uh-huh. or whatever. And so, you know, more than we've ever been willing to admit, especially the, the craziest thing is to see how much better it is now that we even have just a 14 playoff, or even when we had the BCS, and we at least tried honestly to put the two best teams together. When you go back and look at titles in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, yes, there are on-field results, but it's almost like boxing, where it's like, there's some on-field results. Like, yes, somebody got knocked down or somebody won this game. But ultimately, titles were given out by judges. Mm -hmm. And even worse, it was like judges that lived in the same, you know, like everybody in the South was probably voting for Alabama and everybody in the Midwest was voting for Notre Dame and everybody out West was voting for Southern Cal, right? Totally biased. And when you go, yeah, and we've gotten better about it we have the 14 playoff the, the playoff expansion will make it an even, even more real champion but where you where you start the season matters um, and that's all based on perception right I mean look at North Carolina last year because they had a quarterback that was getting attention because they had a coach who was a media darling the perception cha- and because they're North Carolina because they have a strong athletic prowess right once they had backed that up, with a couple good seasons, then, like, our perception of them changed, and we started them at number 10. Wake Forest is suffers maybe more than anyone from this, of perception, of, like, we still don't believe, even if they prove it again and again, we're like, yeah, but it's Wake Forest, yeah. And, to be fair, we talked about this earlier in the show, for several years, they kept running up against Clemson, which was everybody's definition of, like, you know, an elite team, and Wake Forest looked like they couldn't playing the same class, right? But Wake Forest maybe should have started the season ranked even higher than they are. They look like they went toe-to-toe with Clemson. They beat Florida State. They have not been – I mean, they they had a close game against Liberty, who may be a top-25 team soon. And, again, we've seen year after year them finish the season flying up higher in the polls than we started them. And it's just – it in a way that – perfect example, NFL – we may have a perception of the divisions or certain teams. Like, oh, we always think the Cowboys are good. Or all it takes is the Cowboys winning two games in a row and the Eagles starting out to be like, oh, that division's going to be tough again, right? Or we say, oh, the Steelers, we perceive them. If there were a top 25 poll, we would probably start the Steelers at number 10 every year just because of the Steelers, right? Sure. Just because we believe in their system. It's worked. We don't want to sound like idiots and not say the Steelers are good, and then watch watch us be proven wrong, right? And the same thing. Every year we would start with the Jets and the Dolphins, you know, the Jaguars, and, and maybe the Panthers fit in that too. We would start with them towards the end, right? And we talk about this in, in ways I feel like the NFC South would get slighted by this before Tom Brady came in. Obviously, Drew Brees was a, a draw. But, like, because it wasn't a big TV conference and because the Saints and the the Bucks. Had been deplorable, just worthless teams in the '70s and '80s, and the Panthers hadn't proven anything, and the Falcons hadn't proven anything. Even through like the 2000s, the 2010s, the perception would be that the NFC South is soft, and also because a different team wins it every year, so it's like, oh, it must not be a dominant team because some new team comes winning. it. But then the Saints were winning Super Bowls, the Bucks win Super Bowls, and it's like. The perception in the NFC South may be that it's bad, but that doesn't matter once the playoffs start, right? If we didn't like college football, then the good Saints teams and the good Bucks teams would have started the season ranked 27 or 28. And by the end of the season, they would have been like, oh, a number eight team and a number 10 team, but that wouldn't have even gotten you into the tournament for the playoffs, right? So at least perception matters in all sports, but nothing like in college football, where if you don't have the everyone think of you as a, as a certain level and be able to start the season there, it becomes very hard to move up and have pole mobility, right? To move forward as a program. And I feel like they need to fix it. I don't, I don't think the answer is to not have the, the AP Top 25 pole. But it's just incredible how much that stuff matters. And I know that the, the committee, they probably don't look at poll rankings and stuff. But there's no way it can't influence you, right? There's no way you can't think, well, you can't not know that a team is a top five or a top ten team. Even if it's only because they started the season there and they haven't lost. Um, and, and, it, and it influences. We joked earlier with Chip Patterson about uh, Texas. Got some number one votes in the coaches poll at the beginning. Everybody was like, "Who voted Texas number one?" And Chip said, "I bet it was Saban because Alabama plays Texas, and he wants Texas to be as highly ranked as possible when they beat him because he knows how the system works." Right? That's another top fifteen win for Alabama when they beat you know they beat him. So it's uh, it always works against the ACC where Wake Forest is going to be slow to get ranked, NC State is going to be slow to get ranked and not get as ranked as high as they might have if they were playing in a Big Ten or or the SEC. But the other part about it is, I don't think people necessarily want to fix it. The sport is geared towards the fans, and the people that are most passionate about college football are in those southern states, those college towns, where they fill them with 100,000-seat stadiums, and that's the social agenda for the fall. Um, and and the Midwest, where it's Notre Dame and Ohio State, and Michigan, and those schools, right? So, like, the people that stand to get rich, the power brokers, the TV execs, the universities, whatever, are going to cater the sport to where most fans are. Now, does that mean if they equalize things, would there be more, would people care more about North Carolina and NC State football if they found themselves being treated on the same level as, like, SEC schools? Probably not. I mean, that that's probably... There's a reason why schools settle into what their perceptions are, and I don't know how you could fix it. But I do think expanding the playoff, putting 12 teams in, makes perception less of a big deal than, than it currently is. It, again, it is crazy to think back. That basically, it's like Olympic diving judges were deciding national championships back in the 50s, 60s, 50, 60, 70s, and 80s. Um, our system is much better now, but still, when you look at the polls, when you see how much beating – A team like Auburn, doesn't matter if they're good or not, but if you beat Auburn, people say that's a good win. And if you lose to Wake Forest, doesn't matter if Wake Forest won their division last year. Doesn't matter if they've gone to 16 straight bowl games or whatever they've done under, under Dave Clawson. Doesn't matter if they're winning 10 games a year. When you lose to Wake Forest, a lot of people just say, oh, that's a bad loss for Florida State. Take them out of the polls. And that's wrong. And we allow it to happen, and it affects the sport. I'll still be watching, but it's the truth. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say was Wisconsin just fired their coach this weekend. There will be some discussion about whether or not Dave Doran will be interested in the job. Now, this has happened before with different jobs, so Dave Doran's got a stock answer. It'll be fine, right? But the reason people will keep bringing his name up is because their perception is that Wisconsin is a better job than NC State. And the funny enough, obviously, if, if you're getting paid more money, that matters for people's jobs, right? That feels like a better job. But perception is about the only thing that would rate wake, uh, Wisconsin as a better job than NC State to me. In reality, they're pretty equal. But perception of Big Ten, of Wisconsin football, that is perceived to be a better job, and therefore I think it's one that Dave Doran, we'll at least be looking at and we'll see if they'll be looking at him. We're about halfway through the show. 90 minutes in, 90 minutes left. It's time for some halftime entertainment. And now, now. Now. Your halftime, half-time entertainment. entertainment. Halftime. All right, we already had one report of D- <laughs> it was DK Metcalf that yes, DK yes. Metcalf carted off the field. Like, oh, is he okay? Yikes. Come to find out later. It was just a bathroom break. And then we told you earlier, he he tweeted, the clinch walk wasn't going to cut it, which is just an amazing uh, way to confirm that, yes, you got carted off the field to go to the bathroom. But DK Metcalf was not the only famous person that, you know, had to go in the middle of their job. Here was little Nas X, he of Old Town Road fame. Uh... The the, the videos I've seen are basically the curtain is closed. The crowd's out there. I don't know if he had started his performance and stopped or if he was just running late, but he wanted to be completely transparent with the crowd, and he let them know what was up. So, it sounded like it was in the middle of the show, right? Yeah, it seemed like it
1: was. And he's
0: like, this is not part of the show. Nope. But I just... And also, you got to be pretty darn comfortable with yourself. And also, like, pretty famous if you can just say, hey, you know what? I know you you people in the front, you probably paid $1,000. Uh-huh. Everybody probably paid 100 Hold up a second. I just need a little me time. <laughs> I got to take care of some things. I'm going to... I'll, I'll spare you my, you know, bathroom <laughs> euphemisms or whatever they might be. But, um... But I I respect it. Little Nas X wearing uh, just full transparency. Yeah. Much like DK Metcalf. Don't hide it. We we all have to go at some point, right? It
1: happens where he means.
0: For him, it just happened. uh, It seems like this would be true of athletes and performers. And I feel like I've heard that. Even I've had friends who played high school football. I mean, even I, I ran cross country in high school different. But, like, a lot of times athletes... And I would assume performers, too, who, like, do this regularly. Like, you have a routine. Right. You know what I mean? We're like, and usually that, that, this. <laughs> is taken care of. It's the- I mean, factored into the routine at yes. least, right? Yes. We're like, you know, for some people it might be, uh, uh, well, I was about to, like my wife's a runner, and I was like, I probably don't want to bring my wife into this discussion. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say this. I've been with her at marathons, before marathons, and that's something that's on people's mind when they're running, right? right. Like, because I'm going to be running for four hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to factor in. And and I think athletes and performers usually have a, either it's something like, you know, you want to take care of it first thing, or mm-hmm. something like, I, it might be the last thing you do before, right. whatever. But like, usually it's part of your routine. Yeah. So I'm assuming that performers at high level as Lil Nas X and DK Metcalf have a routine, but maybe... You would think so. The routine was just off. Yeah. Much, much like our dogs during the yes. hurricane, Hurricane Ian. Yep. Totally messed up the routine. Uh huh. Completely messed up the routine, and then you're you're going at weird times. Uh-huh. Maybe Everything they is ate weird. Something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Stress. Who knows?
0: So, uh, little Nas X joining DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other reports of, of people using the bathroom during their... I'm
1: curious. I have not heard of any this past weekend, but there's, maybe.
0: There's usually a good... Um, you know I have good bathroom stories is announcers, like broadcasters, uh, you know? because uh-huh. like... Um, I mean, we do it with this on a, on a smaller level of like, yeah. you know, you know exactly how long a break is. And, a window. You know, what you can do. Yep. But And I'll never forget, it was... Uh, Brando used to do this all the time. Uh, and I don't... I do not um, begrudge any announcer who does this. At halftime, you know, there's probably one bathroom in the media place, and, like, everybody's in there, whatever. And, like, the announcer will just come through there and be like, yo, God, I don't care what the line situation is. I'm going (laughs) right in the front. They're just letting you know, like, look, I'm going to be back on TV in two minutes. Right. I got to get this thing done. Situation. So we're doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Next up on Halftime Entertainment, Saturday Night Live, back this week. Are you a Saturday Night Live fan?
1: Um, Sometimes I watch it. I guess more old school, maybe. Yeah.
0: it's, it's, we've come to realize everybody likes. Lauren Michaels has said this, and I think it's been echoed of like, Saturday Night Live when you were in high school was the best Saturday Night Live ever, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think that's quite true for me. I, I've, there were a couple casts, I think, in like elementary and middle school that I liked more. I may mean, not have appreciated all the humor. Yeah. But, uh, but also, it, it actually was funnier when I was in high school, but that, that's neither here nor there. But it, the cast is sort of reinventing itself this year, much like we've mentioned already. Been a couple weird years because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. so I think maybe some people would have moved off at a different time, but it's like, they got nothing going on, so I'm just to stay around. So they let about eight people go, brought some new people in, so there's a lot of... Um,
1: Fresh faces. And,
0: and focus on what's it going to look like now. They yeah. lost some big... Like Kate McKinnon was a big star. Yes. Um, Pete Davidson wasn't... He wasn't even that big a star on Saturday Night Live, I feel like. He wasn't yeah. like the the... Anchor of many skits, but he was a huge name.
1: A famous boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, dating everyone. But he's
0: gone. He brought, you know, Uh he brought viewers to the show probably in his own way. Uh, So there's a lot of focus on the new cast and how it's all going to fit and what it's going to be. So Saturday Night Live did a Manning cast breaking down Saturday Night Live during Saturday Night Live. Here's what it uh, sounded like when they opened the season this weekend. Hey, everybody. I'm Peyton Manning.
1: And uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm Eli Manning,
0: his brother. Yeah, I think they know we're brothers because of the same last name. Oh, yeah. Now, this is our Manning cast where we do live analysis of what's already playing on TV. Normally, we do it during Monday Night Football. Yeah, but tonight's not Monday. It's Saturday. Great insight, Eli. Yeah, so instead of football, uh, we decided to check out the season premiere of SNL. There are a lot of changes at the show, which could be exciting. Let's see what they spent the entire summer coming up with. Uh, that is the SNL Manicast. Now, I had to look up. Miles Teller was the host.
1: Yeah. And I
0: didn't know who that was, but apparently he was in uh, Top Gun. Oh, uh, okay. I as, mean, he
1: does a pretty good Peyton. As so. Rooster.
0: But that, that's what I... Part of the reason I didn't realize he was a host is because when I first saw the skin, I was like, this guy does a really good uh, Peyton Manning impression. Yeah. And then the other guy... Is supposed to be an actor, and I didn't feel like he did a good Eli at all. The no. whole joke for Eli was that he was like kind of dumb. Yeah. and didn't add much. Like, oh, like tonight's Saturday, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm his brother, ditty. whatever. But it was it was kind of funny. Again, they they were breaking down what was happening in the skit as it was happening, and whether or not it was good or bad move. But I also just thought it was pretty cool recognition um, for the Manning cast. It's yeah. now it's now reached a level where it's being spoofed by Saturday Night Live. Right? You know,
1: you've made it. I guess yes. when Saturday Night Live is spoofing
0: you. Yes. Um, I was going to ask another question about this, and I forgot what it was, so I apologize yeah, for that it's one. Okay, it um, it's do you Monday. watch the Manning Cast? I do
1: every now and again. Yes, oh. it, it, they're it's, hilarious. Uh, it's they,
0: hilarious. They're good. I like watching the highlights of the Manning Cast. Yeah, but I, I can't. I don't like to like. No, I watch everything. No, so.
1: but I like some of their little takes.
0: Um, dream of mine. Mm-hmm. host saturday night live i don't know how i'm gonna make it happen i could see you doing but that i feel like i like i i have no doubt that i could do it and i would throw my you know I'd, I'd be a gracious host i'd be like you guys are awesome writers i'll do whatever let me know if you want ideas or you just want to tell me stuff to you know my problem is like i think i could do the job mm-hmm. but i have no way to ever get to where i would be asked to do the yeah. job like that you gotta that, know people that part's harder like i think i could do it I don't think I could ever get to the point that someone would ask me to do it. So. Sometimes
1: you just got to know people.
0: We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Miles Teller was wow. there this weekend. with, And Kendrick Lamar was the uh, musical guest.
1: Okay. Do you watch uh, MMA at all?
0: No, but I know that you do.
1: I do. I do. And this past weekend, there was some drama that happened with it. So UFC Vegas 60 was this past weekend. And not a lot of people were actually talking about the fights themselves or the results from them. Most are stuck that's, on Dana White.
0: That's the best sport. That's the best of it in sports. Like, let's talk about what's going on in the peripheral. Not exactly. the best, but it, but it is the most fun often. what's so, uh, What did Dana White do?
1: Dana White, the uh, owner of UFC, he was caught in a big lie. So, earlier, like there was like a this. presser. The uh, One of the main event girls, uh, Mackenzie Dern, actually leaked it during one of the press conferences that someone big, a celebrity, someone rich, was actually renting out the venue now Dana denied it and said that that wasn't true well I don't know why he thinks people aren't going to notice like 10 minutes into it who do we see in the front row Mark Zuckerberg
0: interesting Uh huh.
1: no one else in the venue Mark Zuckerberg and his wife and I guess crew but here's the shade about it because he rented it out, the family, friends, media, none of them could be in the venue as well. So that's where a lot of heat's coming from. Dana lied about it. But then, like, family, friends, and people just couldn't even be there because, Mark, you know, I guess so, normal humans are beneath him. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hold on. I, now I'm, I'm very intrigued. Mm-hmm. So Zuckerberg not not only rented out, like, the... The pla- like he rented the, the, the whole event place just for it himself. Was
1: empty. It felt like it was COVID again because back when COVID was going and then, so, on, well,
0: that was going to be the next question. Yes. This had nothing to do nope. with like if he if he hadn't rented it. So basically, he paid for every he bought every ticket. Pretty much, he sold the place out himself. Yep. for his wife. It seems so weird. Like I can, I can understand a rich person doing rich person things. Yes, right. Buy this your boat. Buy whatever. But like, it seems so obvious. Yeah. In that scenario, to do the right thing, and like, you don't have to invite regular fans. No. But like, yeah, the family of the people getting punched in the face. Yeah. Invite a couple of media. Even you know you can, uh, be a jerk and like not invite the the magazine, not allow the magazine that wrote a bad piece on you. Like, even that's fine. Sure. But like, allow the regular ESPN people to to cover the event. Exactly. But like, it's just a disconnect for. Oh, yeah. I think there's plenty of rich people who, either through not growing up rich or just by being thoughtful, conscientious people, mm-hmm. h- handle themselves better than this. Yes. Right? Where it's think. like, sure, do a rich thing, flex on us, but like, you know, why... Why well, leave out?
1: It comes across as like we are so beneath him that. But then Dana is so he thinks that he's slick or something that we're not going to find out. Meanwhile, on on the twitters, there's all these pictures of Zuckerberg like cheering and, and standing. Like up. how
0: weird is that? To just sit there and watch two men f- <laughs> or, or two women or you know, yeah. whatever two people yeah. fight, and it's just you, just you. Like the whole part of it. Part of it is like to part of the crowd, right? The to environment, be, the um,
1: atmosphere, but there is no atmosphere. It's just God, like an empty gym. That is so so weird, it's uncomfortable. It, yeah, it adds
0: perfectly to like the Zuckerberg persona, right? It's
1: perfect for him of just
0: a weird, out of touch geek man. This
1: is such a Zuckerberg thing, and then of it's course, rich UFC, enough to do it. UFC's out of touch because they're posting pictures of Zuckerberg like cheering it on with no one behind him so saying, weird. Oh, Zuckerberg's just like all of us. No, so weird. no, he's not, he's not like any of us. See, and okay,
0: and here's the other thing like the North Carolina Zoo is offering half-price admission, or maybe free admission, I can't remember what it was, to, to people displaced by Hurricane Ian, right? Okay. Like, oh, if you're, uh, you know, up here from wherever, like, come get something. Do when you're doing something like that and you're a rich person and mm-hmm. people are probably going to make fun of you, like, another easy optic thing is, like, you bought the whole place, like, bring in some charity or... Some, sure. I'm, I'm not trying to be patronizing about it, but, like, find some community mm-hmm. that would normally never be able to afford this but would enjoy it. Yeah. And let them, you know, uh, have fun. And, again, it, it, even if you're using it as a PR shield, like, Still. fine. But those 20 people get to go to a sit front row at a UFC fight. Yeah. It's, like, so easy to do some of these things better. He already
1: uh, doesn't have the best PR anyway. But, like, we did just have a hurricane. So he could have had some maybe people who were out of their homes. I don't know. You just know, thinking off the cuff.
0: You know Zuckerberg, like, um... Like throws punches in the mirror with his shirt oh, yeah, off totally and like looks at does. himself and like tells himself he looks oh, I good. I do stuff. this.
1: This is my next career.
0: What a weirdo, yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, god, it's intense.
0: That is halftime entertainment.